Welcome to a guide culture podcast series called Loy Lessons. I'm here, Macy McNeely, with my dad, Loy Day. Hello, everyone. And Loy Lessons, if you've been around for a while, you know they are not new. In fact, this is where a lot of everything about guide culture kind of began. At the beginning of my business journey, I was learning so much from Loy, learning how to sell, learning how to be credible, how to be liked and trusted, and and really learning these unwavering truths, these principles that were overflowing into Instagram and were really giving me a lot of traction. And he was giving me so much valuable information that all I could do, all I knew to do was to share him with the world. And we kind of got in this habit of every Thursday, he would share something called a Loy lesson on Instagram stories. Do you remember that, Loy? I do. Now, what happened though, I was not trying to share a Loy lesson. Right. You forced me I to did. do a Loy lesson. I put the phone in his face and I said, share some yeah. good, valuable yeah. content. It would start out where Macy would be talking with her audience on an Instagram story and she would just put the phone in my face and say, say something, Loy. Then eventually she would say, give us a lesson, Loy. And then eventually every Thursday we would have an an official Loy lesson. And during that time, remember, we also did some live Instagram stories for probably close to a year. Every morning is like our morning show yeah. because we were trying to build the guide culture name and Mm -hmm. get things going. So the Loy lessons did develop from that. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to continue them further into a podcast series. So many of you loved the Loy lessons, and we are so excited to just bring that series back in podcast form. So here is how it works. Every Wednesday and Friday on the Guide Culture Podcast, there will be a two-part series, a two-part message from Loy. And then on Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, there's going to be a clubhouse room called the School of Sales. And this is where he's going to kind of have a part three uh, on Clubhouse, but even better, this is where discussion and coaching actually happens. His name is Coach Loy Day on his social media because that is his gift is to coach. And he's he spends most of his time coaching inside of guide culture and especially with our guide culture coaches. So for him to be able to come and coach on Clubhouse is just so awesome and just honestly, it's it's priceless. So put that on your calendar, 10 a.m. Eastern time for Clubhouse. And the best way to get to the Clubhouse room is just to go to Clubhouse and search School of Sales, but also on the guide culture Instagram, we actually link the room right before it goes live. So you can just swipe up on those Instagram stories and it'll take you right to the clubhouse room. Hope you enjoyed this series and we will see you in the school of sales room. Today I want to talk about the second piece of the three piece spiral that we use going up the mountain. And the three pieces of course are inspiration, motivation, and skills. Today we're going to talk about motivation. We need motivation. And many times we can we can rely on our inspiration and our skills to help motivate us, but we need several things to keep us motivated along the way. The, the definition of motivation is a stimu- stimulus for action. It's something that stimulus gives us stimuli toward action. And so we need something, some kind of stimulus to help us move along that direction. Yes, we get some stimulus from our inspiration and some are skills. These three things are kind of intertwined the way they help each other along the way. But the motivation, there's some specific things we can do to help us to stay motivated while we're doing all the other things as well. 
Now, let's think about some things that, that cause stimulus, some things that motivate us toward either action or inaction, and it can be toward good or poor. It doesn't have to be always good that we're motivated towards. As a matter of fact, it's very possible we're motivated more towards bad things than good. But something is going to motivate us, something towards either action of some sort or possibly inaction. Something may motivate us to do do nothing. And so what do you want and do you think you can get there is a big part of what motivates us. One, find something you want. And we're going to talk about how we find things that we want. And then if we can see a way, if we can see an avenue, and then it kind of grabs a hold of us, and then we're headed in that direction. I mean, a perfect example would be a candy bar. If you know good and well, you don't really need that candy bar. But all of a sudden you think about it, you know it's right there in the closet, you start thinking about it, and there's almost nothing to hold you back. There's probably not enough willpower to keep you from going to eat it, even though you know you didn't need it. So the motivation can come from a lot of different things. And once it grabs you, once you decide down deep in your gut, in your core, I want that candy bar, you can't hardly hold from going to get it. At least I can. I don't have that kind of willpower. It's better if I don't even think about it. Or maybe if I go brush my teeth, then it kind of triggers, well, I don't want to put anything else in my mouth. So I have to maybe do some things to help with that. But in general, Something's going to motivate us, and it's usually something like we observe, we think about. You know, something's going to take us in that direction. So there must be some exposure to something before you can want it. There has to be exposure in this life before you can want anything. It's things you see, the things you're around, your environment, the people you hang out with, what they go do, what they watch. All those things will put some kind of stimulus into yourself And then once it grabs you and you can do nothing but continue to think about it, you're pretty much headed in that direction. That's why setting yourself up, yourself up and those you love up for success has much to do with the environment. The environment you place yourself in, the environment your kids are placed in, the oversight. You know, I was we were in uh, the neighborhood, the Vickery neighborhood the other day and saw all these kids out on the little Greenway area. I mean, a lot of middle schoolers and younger were out there. And my first thought was, man, there's potential for some trouble. There's no telling what they're talking about, what they're seeing, what they're doing. I don't, you don't know where their oversight is. Someone is going to be leading some things for these kids to see and do and say. And that's why I know that when, when both Macy and Alex were younger, They were in the church program, which was really strong because there was so much time spent there with adult supervision. It kind of helps control that environment a little bit. Uh, The one things I remember singing when I was a little little kid in, you know, in church. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. That is so true. And it's also true for adults. We also have to be very, very careful, careful. Because by nature, by nature, we're lustful and we're prideful. We just are. That's the way we're made. That's the nature of the natural man. And we must intentionally turn from that. And some things, um, some other things that may motivate us along the way could be fear, 
dissatisfaction. I know for me, when I was started to make the move from a school teacher towards the business, I was extremely dissatisfied with where I was. The dissatisfaction was so bad, I would do anything other than that. That's how bad the dissatisfaction was. That's when you know it's big enough that you're going to make a move. But things like fear, dissatisfaction, despair. Despair is lack of hope. When you get into that situation, you may, you may create an inaction. You may do nothing if you're, if you're in despair. Or maybe you have some desire, some pride, something you really, really want. Maybe for selfish reasons. And maybe for someone else. I know a lot of my motivation was truly for my family, for my kids. Uh, and that came from what I observed from my parents. My parents were really supportive and gave it all for the kids, left it all on the field for their kids, whatever it took. We didn't have a lot, but whatever it took, they were there to support us. And since I observed that, I had that in me. I knew I wanted to do that. That was a big part of my motivation. And so then when we observe something, then we start imitating it and repeating it. I know when I saw a business opportunity, I saw some guys that I was around, the environment I was in, and they were selling insurance. They were in the insurance business. And I was attracted to it. I observed it. I said, I can do that. I imitated it. I repeated it. Same thing when I did the photography thing. I observed it. I imitated it. Then I repeated it over and over and over and made a business out of it. That's what we do. We observe, imitate, repeat. Uh, when you see somebody that has something to really like, I know uh, one time a Sunday school teacher, a youth pastor, he had a lot of cool attributes that I liked, and, and he was really witnessing very well, and I observed him, and I wanted to imitate that and repeat it. We're, we're always going to do that, and there was not always good. There was bad things in my life that I observed and imitated and repeated as well. It goes both ways. And many times we'll look, if we see something that grabs us or we have some, something out there, we'll start looking for opportunities and ideas and a direction to go in. And all this sometimes is just driven by input, in, instinct, just an inner desire of something that grabs us, just grabs a hold of us. And if it grabs us and we start thinking about it over and over and over and over, we're kind of going to go in that direction. We just are. This is why the influences in our life are so very, very important. I say we guard the input unrelenting and unapologetic. We call this the input. We guard it completely because it controls everything. That determines what we observe and then the opportunities that we see or ideas that we have, the directions we take. That's what grabs us. We have to observe it first. And so we control that input because what goes into our mind becomes our motivation. And a motivation is a big key part of this whole thing. So with that being said, what we want is good and pure content. We want content that shows how special you are. Content that encourages you, that uplifts you, sets you up for belief, to believe that you're worthy, that you can do something, that you can do what you want to do. And content that is truth, full of hope, and it changes you spiritually because we need that change. We need that change to take us from this natural, prideful, lustful person to a person of a higher level. And that's a spiritual change, and we need that. So we have to work on that input as well as other parts of our motivation. And, and the content needs to be a steady flow. You never just do it and then you're done with it. It's like the river that runs strong and steady throughout your life and throughout you. So it's, it's a strong river. Is steadily flowing because 
If it dries up, then you dry up as a limitless leader. And as a limitless leader, you want to stay ahead of your people that you're leading, which means you need your river full and flowing strong. And this is your input that drives the rest of it. And sometimes it's like the flashlight. Like you may see something, you may go somewhere and get fired up about something. And then that can change. It can change and that's fine. Because once you get somewhere, you're going up that mountain on the spiral, you start seeing different perspectives, you learn new things, and you start seeing something new, and it may change. But as long as you keep that good and pure content coming in, it's going to be something changed for the better. And this matters. It matters because whatever you do, whatever you motivated with, it's going to initiate action. It's going to develop your competencies. It's going to drive your creativity. It's going to lead you toward the good and the pure if you do the proper learning. So this is a learning game. It's about learning and and filling your mind with the right material. So the three points here discern what you are filling your mind with. And we've always said fill it with scripture, learn scripture. We talk about learning, um, learning positive things. We love the psychology of winning and books like that that kind of tells you who you are, give you some belief in yourself with the proper discernment of, of what spirit are they coming at it with. And so we believe you have to be intentional at learning. And if you focus on the good, it doesn't leave much time on the bad for the bad. If you're so spending so much time on the good things, there's not much time left for the bad. And then the key, you have to do things. You learn these skills and you do them, learn them and do them. That's what we do in guide culture. We don't just learn them. We turn around and do them. You have to do them. And we highly encourage you to get out there in your marketplace to do them. Just today, after Academy, someone uh, emailed back or Facebook back one of the coaches and said, I left Academy with the momentum of what I picked up in there and went out and tried to gain some sponsorship for something, and I got it. I'd been ghosted, and I got it. They went with some momentum. They put it into action, and it worked. And that little small win is going to give them additional motivation to keep doing things. So you try things. Look for those small wins. And that starts building upon itself as you're spiraling up the mountain. So remember, the limitless leader makes an impact wherever they go. You're always going to be an impact. Doesn't matter if it's your family, in your community, in your church, at the PTA, in your school. It doesn't matter where you are in your work. You're going to be an impact. You're going to be a noticeable impact. And the positive influence and the truth is what we're committed to in the guide culture. We want to lead you in this positive direction, and we want to lead with truth. That's part of the guide culture belief system. That's part of our mission. So what I say here is motivate yourself because it is a piece of the limitless leader spiral.